What's up, guys? This is Andrew Frezza with the Care Coach Lead Podcast. And today I have Jono on the show, and he's just Jono, no last name. He said it was too confusing for me to even try. So he's like Madonna. He's just one name. That's all you need to know. We got Jono on the show um, all the way from Australia, right? That's where you're at right now? Yes, but all the way from Australia. My surname is Greek for everyone uh, listening. My parents are Greek. That's why it's tough. So it's it's a nightmare when I'm trying to plug my social media. You know, they're like, "Oh, let me follow you on social media. What's your name? Oh, it's Jono Petrohoulos." They're like, "What? How do you spell that?" I wish I did a Gary V. Yeah, Jono Jono P. I like Jono P. That's got yeah. a good ring to it. Yeah. All right, I think yeah, we just yeah, came up yeah, with some yeah. magic right there. I think you're good to go. There we go. There's social media tip number one, right? Yeah. If you're Greek or Russian, you know, just your your surname, just make it a one letter thing. <laughs> cool. Well, we're going to be talking about all type of. Uh, marketing ads, Facebook ads specifically. Want to dive into the weeds a little bit with Facebook ads, and uh, and yeah, let's get into it. So before we get too far into it, Jono, just give us a little background on you and why you have expertise in ads. Where did this come from? Yes, well, I used to run my own boot camp here in Sydney, Australia. Uh, long story short, I used to suck at it. I was at a, at a franchise, and there were like 75 different locations at this franchise. Uh, and take a guess what I was ranked, Andrew. Number one was the best. Number 75 I'm gonna was the worst. I'm going to say 74. I wish. You're too kind. 75. Dead last, right? I was the, the worst boot camp instructor in the franchise. And it wasn't a confidence thing. You know, a lot of people have lack of confidence, imposter syndrome. It wasn't that. It was statistically proven I was ranked 75 out of 75. There was a pie chart telling you where you were ranked on, on the what, chart. What's so, what what goes great. into that metric? Is it retained members? Re retention. Okay. Retention, yep, yep. So it was like we would run 12-week challenges and the percentage of your current members that would come back for the next one, I think I was like 30%, Andrew. You know, I'd have, you know, I don't know 20 members in, in my boot camp. You know, and six of them would sign up for the next one. So not good. Um, but I loved what I did. And I worked at it, worked really hard, did all the study, did all the courses, hired the mentors, read all the books, went to the Tony Robbins conventions. Long story short, within a year, I was actually able to be ranked number one and had a retention rate of 100%. Opened up a second location um, and then did similar things there as well. And then other trainers started to ask me. You know, Jono, what are you doing? How are you doing this? What uh, marketing are you doing? What sales are you doing? What workout are you doing? What are you doing for retention? And I was like, you know what? Because for me to get to that point, I just did a whole heap of different courses. And it was kind of like, hey, Andrew, it's easy. Just do this course here and this course here and travel to Queensland there and read this sales book and wait next year till Tony Robbins comes to Australia again and then you'll be fine. They're like, hey, you got anything simpler? So I was like, I think there's a course in this, you know? So put together a course, you know, how to run a successful boot camp. Got it registered over here with Fitness Australia. It's now registered in, in the US as well with ACE and NASM and um, AFA and all the, the players over there. Um, and then learned how to market that online. And then that was quite successful as well. Long story short, you know, this is like seven years down the track. I now run fitness education online with my business partner, Travis. Uh, it's one of the largest providers of online CEC or CEU courses in the world, in the independent ones. We've got about 40 different courses in there. Uh, we do about a million dollars in revenue a year from selling online courses. And one of the courses that we, and one of our most popular ones is all around social media marketing. And a big part of that is Facebook ads. Uh, and we also run face, we've also got a service 
service where we run um, Facebook ads for other trainers as well uh, in the face-to-face space. So if they're running a boot camp or a CrossFit box or um, you know some sort of group training thing there as well. And the results speak for themselves. You can take a look on our, our Facebook page, but we'll, we'll get into it later, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, in a nutshell, that's what I do. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you. We're going to break this up into two episodes. We'll do one just on the ads. And then I want to do a deep dive into the course and the fitness education since I have the Rockstar Coaching course. And I know there's a lot of people out there that have grown successful businesses that want to figure out what those next steps are. And it could be potentially an online course or or that uh, you know broadening out to education. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the ad side. So you've you've put this expertise into a course. What what were some of the elements that you felt like were are, are key like principles versus what's just kind of a tactic that people might try? Like what are the what are the broad things that people have to understand when they go into running ads or anything like that? Like what's the mindset they have to have? What do they need to be thinking about? Yes, good question. Okay. So let me think of the best way to break this down. Okay, so I guess the first thing, my philosophy, is if I'm putting money on Facebook ads, I don't want to lose money. If I'm putting money on Facebook ads, I want to absolute worst case uh, break even and ideally make money as well. And I'll just give some some statistics of what the specific system that I use, the, the results to sort of expect. What I recommend to start with anyway on your first ad, the cost of what one client is should be about your ad spend for about three months anyway. You're, you might be a little bit different, Andrew, because you're obviously amazing at, at what you do. Um, but if I could just ask roughly, how what's a membership per month at your facility? Yeah, we can use like 200 a month as a membership for you know a Perfect. recurring amount. Yep, and most people would stay, would you say, at least minimum two to three months, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Cool. So we can say it's pretty safe to say if we get someone in the door, it's at least a five hundred buck sale, right? Yeah, in terms of lifetime value, yeah, that'd be pretty safe. Yeah, awesome, cool. So I would use that. I'd be like, all right, I know that if I can get one client signed up, that's five hundred dollars that I'm going to get. And I recommend it as well. When running Facebook ads, we'll speak about this a bit later as well, but I recommend promoting it as like a 12-week challenge or like an eight-week challenge or something like that. So that way you've got guaranteed commitment. It's like if someone signs up, you know you've got, if it's an eight-week challenge, it's 400 bucks. If it's a 12-week challenge, it's 600 bucks. You know you've got it there. Then your budgeting can come into it. Let's just use 500 as an example. If you put 500 on Facebook ads, you use our Facebook ad system, you're going to get about $10 leads, give or take, probably less, but let's just be conservative and say $10 there, which means that you're going to get about 50 leads, right? Now, out of those 50 leads, you're probably only going to get about five that sign up on the front end, okay? Now, there's two ways to look at that. You can be like, man, this that sucks. What a bad ad. You know, out of 50 people, only five people signed up. But if you do the math, like you put 500 bucks on that ad and you made five times your money back, $2,500. Mm-hmm. So you've profited $2,000 from that one ad, plus you've got 45 extra leads on the database. Just because they didn't want to sign up with you today doesn't mean they're never going to sign up with you. They might sign up next month. They might sign up in three months' time. They might sign up a year later. But that's the first mindset um, that I recommend going into. And even if you don't scale, there's potential to scale from that, right? It's kind of like, well, hold on. If I made five hundred, if I put in five hundred and I made two and a half thousand, 
hold on, why don't I just put double as much in next time and, and make double as much profit? Um, even if you don't, there's still the consistency. Let's say you just did that. You did it four times a year, right? Great. You know, this time next year, there's an extra 20 clients on the front end from your, your marketing and an extra 200 people in your database that are targeted local people that have shown some interest there. So that would be, that's the overall strategy. Um, yeah, that's how I describe the strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I want to kind of go dive into parts of this, which is first off, you said do it as an eight week or a 12 week challenge. Mm. And even if you may not have that already built in as a system, they're committing to 90 days, three months with you to get their 12 week challenge, as opposed to just saying it's a month to month thing. So you're, you're, you're able to guarantee that they're going to pay a certain amount. You're going to guarantee that they're going to at least give you that ROI for that ad spend. And I think just by the nature of that setup, you're also getting them to commit a little bit longer, hopefully see better results. Mm -hmm. And then I think that improves their likelihood that they're going to continue beyond the eight or 12 weeks with you. How much of it in marketing is just taking what you're already doing and then reframing it like that versus no, let's take what you're doing, but let's add value to it with ebooks and and upsell or maybe not upsells but value adds you know body fat testing movement assessments or or whatever a, a gym could add on supplements versus just like no keep doing what you're doing we'll just create the marketing language to fit what's already there good question so in terms of the marketing side of things you don't need any of that literally and we'll get to the the copy in the ad in a sec but the the ad will literally just say hey we're a CrossFit box or we're a boot camp or we're, we're, whatever it is, we're in this location here, we're starting a 12-week challenge, um, it's going to start on this date here, you know, if you're interested on the details, click below and learn more. From the marketing side of things, the, the, the way this is sort of structured, and we'll, we'll dive into it a bit later as well, we essentially just want those people that are like, yeah, yeah i got to get in, i got to get fit, I need a challenge, yeah, this is for me. Majority of people at that point there the ebook's not going to get them over. You know, the prize isn't going to get them over. It's the people that want the challenge there, right? From a sales side of things, though, that's where that side can come in. When we're just advertising, you don't need any of that. And even if we just look at it, and it depends on your market, but it's kind of like for most people in the boot, maybe the CrossFit space is a bit different, but in the boot camp space, like people just exercising for three times a week, every week for 12 weeks, that's a challenge. That's enough of a challenge yeah. for them without anything adding, adding on anything else, right? So we don't need to add those bells and whistles, not from the marketing side of things anyway. From the sales side, maybe you do, right? Because you're going to go on the phone with someone, you know, hey, Andrew, you know, um, you're interested in the boot camp, you know, tell me what your goals are, blah, 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 blah. And if they're like, yep, I want exercise, but I really need help on nutrition, you know, do you guys do any of that? If you don't do any nutrition, might be hard to make the sale, mm-hmm. right? If you've got some options, yeah, hey, look, week six is a no sugar challenge and week eight is a hydration challenge. And, you know, you also get our clean eating recipe ebook and you also get our how to eat healthy on a budget ebook. Yes, that stuff will help on the sales side of things, right? From the marketing, doesn't matter though. Most people won't care too much. And also it's the long-term game. Those, those, from the sales side of things, it might, that might be the difference between a 10% and a 20% conversion. So let's say, you know, you run your Facebook ad, you get 50 people in there, providing you don't completely suck at sales, five people are going to sign up just to train without like no dramas, right? 
If you've got a lot of those bonuses, well, you know, you're probably going to be able to handle a few of the objections better. You might get a few people over the line. Instead of five people signing up, you may get 10 people over. But that's more a sales side of things as opposed to a, a marketing. Cool. I love that separation. I think that's a, a really easy way for, for me to understand it, for people to understand it. So when it comes to the ad itself, what are what are some of the key components of it? Is it the the image or using video? Is it the headline? Is it the call to action? What do you feel like is the most important elements of it? Yes, good question. So they all play their part, right? They've all, it's like a, I don't know what the word is, almost like a puzzle where you need to get all of these pieces right. And now it's fun me looking at it. I can look at an ad and if it's not working, I can identify whichever one of those um, is going wrong. So what I might do is I'll... Uh, I know, yeah, well, yeah, well, I'll explain it like this. So in saying that, though, there's one thing that if you don't have this right, doesn't matter what else is in place, it's not going to work, and that's the photo, right? For this specific type of ad, when we just want someone to get in for, for a challenge, photo will beat video every time for this specific type of, of ad. Different story, if people already follow you, you know, then videos can work. But for, in terms of the new thing, we're just going for the photo there. Now, there's some very uh, specific principles that we want to have in this photo. The And also in saying that, you want to take three or four different photos and you want to run them and, and test them because it's kind of like you can do it anyway. There's no point in just doing one ad because even me who's pretty good at things, um, I want to have three or four of them out there and see what works best. Now, on that ad, what you want is a group of people smiling, having fun after the workout, okay? Very important after the workout because with everything here, we've split tested it hundreds of times, right? So, and we've all seen that, you know, the photo I'm talking about, right, Andrew? It's after a session, you know, it looks all, you can either do it, the trainer's doing the selfie and everyone's smiling or doing a funny face or, you know, maybe it's like that footy team shot and someone's holding a kettlebell and, you know, someone's on the floor doing a push-up. You, you know the type of photo oh, yeah. I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. And I'm sure all the listeners, you know, have seen that photo before. That's the photo you want. Now, let's go a bit deeper. There's a few things that you definitely can't have in there. It can't look too professional, okay? It's got to look good. It can't have, you know, a finger there or off angle or, or anything like that, but it can't be a, a professional shot. If it looks too professional, it looks like marketing, it looks like an ad. And people on Facebook, you know, they, they're inundated with ads. If it looks like an ad, they're scrolling through. You want it to look just like a photo on their feed. They want to be scrolling through and then stopping and being like, hold on, who are these people? They look just like me just a little bit happier and healthier, okay? And out of those two, happier is the most important thing. Smile. Every single person in that photo needs to smile, right? Even if it's just one or two people not smiling, that can ruin the whole photo, especially if they're front and center. So when you're taking these photos, what I recommend is get a few of them even there. Hey, guys, let's take some photos. And if you see someone that's not that photogenic or not really smiling too much, get them to take the photo. Hey, uh, Andrew, can you take this next photo? Because I want to get in here <laughs> myself, right? Take a few of them, change the positions around. Um, and in saying that, that's just on the day. But in general, you want a few different photos. Take a few inside, take a few outside, you know. Maybe you do a beach session, maybe you do a park session, maybe you do a boxing session. You know, maybe you've got a particular wall in your studio that's a nice color. Like, just take them so you've got all these different ones. Pick the three or four which you think are the best, throw them on Facebook and see. 
a few other no-nos that, that a lot of people do, uh, can't be an exercise shot, right? So a lot of people will, will take a photo or a video and there's people doing kettlebell swings and battle rope slams and burpees. And as trainers, we think that looks cool, right? That's what we would go to to sign up. But most of our market are currently not training anywhere, right? And they want to go somewhere and train. And that looks like hard work. If they look at something and they're like, oh man, like kettlebell, so I can't do that. I'm not signing up at this place. So what we want to do is show them the end result. We don't show, we're still being a little bit sneaky because they're still going to have to do that exercise mm-hmm. anyway, but we don't want to show it to them up front. We want to just show them the end result. You know, hey, if you do this type of training, you're going to be happy and healthy like these people here, right? And it's kind of like, um, I heard a good example the other day where it was a, a trainer sort of speaking about marketing and they're marketing their, their fitness program which is like, you know, hey, you know, you do this program, it's really, really hard. You know, it's like you got to work at 170%. Most people can't do it, you know, but if you do it, you get good results. No one's signing up for that. Someone else was was promoting the exact same program that was like, hey, you do this workout, it's four minutes a day, that's all you need and you get fit, right? It's the same program, but there's two different ways of plugging it. Most people are going to go for the, the four-minute one. That's essentially what we're doing here. We're showing them the end result. Uh, on top of that, everyone can't look too fit. If everyone looks too fit, it depends on your target again, right? If you're just targeting super fit people, great, go for it. But I'm talking about if you're, ta- if you're targeting the regular person, if they just see a bunch of ripped people there, you know, and personal trainers are guilty of this as well because they usually look really good themselves. You know, it's like, yeah, I look really good. So I'll take a photo with my shirt off or in my bikini and that'll be the thing. And like, great if you're targeting bodybuilders or bikini models, but if you're targeting the average person, that's going to be intimidating for them. That's the other key point. You don't want too many people in there as well. Once again, intimidating. Okay. Um, yeah, they're the major principles there for the photo. Group of people smiling and having fun at the end of the session. Try and get a few different, you know, inside, outside, beach, park, boxing, whatever it may be. Uh, everyone's got to be smiling. Can't look too professional. People can't look too fit. Uh, there can't be any exercise going on there. And people have to be smiling. If you can tick those boxes there, it's going to be a good photo. I love that. I mean, I love how, any I love how detailed that is and counterintuitive in many ways. I mean, uh, you know, we, we think you think it should be a fitness yeah. photo. You think it should be a really fit professional, you know, good looking person there, but it's, uh, there's elements of that that work, but, but no, if you do that, people scroll straight past. Yeah. It. Cool. Well, I love that. So what awesome. if you get, if you nail the photo, you get, you know, four or five options, you do some split yep. testing in Facebook ads. What is the next thing that you would want to play with or dial in to, to yep. give yourself the best the chance of success? Headline without fail, right? Now, what we want in the headline is the name. There's a few different things, but the, well, there's two different things, actually. It's the name of your local suburb. That's all your, your area. Use the word suburb in, in the uh, USA. Town or city. Word? Town or city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's smaller, right? Like, yeah. um, we're, we're, at, we're about to so say we're in, in Miami, We're in right? Jupiter, Jupiter, Florida. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we would use like Jupiter as our town. But we're in Palm Beach County, which is a pretty big county. So there'd be a lot of people in Palm yeah. Beach County that would not be coming to our gym because they live too far away. Is, so is Jupiter, would you say like a, a five or six um, mile radius sort of thing? Pretty close to that. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah. Cool. So that's that's the major thing you want there. This type of ad. So, so let's go through the customer or the, the prospect's journey. They're scrolling through. Oh, what's this? There's a group of people that look just like me, just happier and healthier. Then they see the headline. 
Oh, shit, this is in Jupiter. That's exactly where I am. These people are reading my mind. That's how we're, we're catching them there by having that exact word there because most marketing isn't local-based, right? If I go in on my Facebook now, it's people from all over the world trying to sell me stuff. If I see something that says Brighton Sands, I'm clicking on that. I don't care what it is, you know, a hairdresser, a beautician, or whatever. If it's in my local suburb, I'm curious. I want to see what's going on, right? So that's the first thing we need, right? Attention, Jupiter locals. Attention, Jupiter women, if you're just targeting women, whatever it is. You know, that's the first thing there. Um, and then we want the word challenge. So attention, Jupiter locals, 12-week challenge, right, or eight-week challenge or, or whatever your challenge thing is, and it's actually got to be the word challenge. So we've split-tested this with – because a lot of people don't want to do challenge, right? A lot of trainers are like, ah, but I don't run a challenge, and then I have to do eBooks and this and that, and I'm like, sorry about all that. Just use the word challenge. But I used to be a softy, and I used to cave, and we'd try different words, you know, eight-week body reset, you know, eight-week program, you know, eight-week um, – I don't remember what else we used, but like – Whatever word we used, if it didn't have challenge, it wouldn't get as many leads. There's just something about that word challenge and probably the duration as well that that gets those people in that want a challenge, right? That are like, ah, yeah, i got to do something. So that's the key with the headline there. As long as you have the name of your suburb and insert amount of time uh, challenge, your headline's going to be good enough. Cool. Is there a third thing well, I mean, that can, can, is up there close with those two, or is it really just about those two mm, things? Nah, just the, well, just those two things. Because depending on the the suburb and the the um, uh, depending on the suburb and like the the duration and that, it's hard to fit it in the headline. You know, it's like if you can, you can put a start date in there, but it just it won't fit because it'll only show a, a line or two. You know. So usually just those things there, but that's where the copy comes into it. Are you cool if I just keep rolling on, Andrew, and move to the copy? Yeah, let's start copy. Cool, cool. So our copy in this is where we're going to basically put the headline in. It's because our copy with this style of ad is literally just the headline, but we can't fit it in the headline. It's literally this, word for word. Um, 12-week challenge, Jupiter Locals, kicks off insert start date, click below to learn more. That's literally it, right? Someone's scrolling through the feed. They see the photo. Who are these people? They look just like me, just happier and healthy. Oh, Jupiter. And they see the headline. Oh, Jupiter. That's exactly where I live. What is this? Let me scroll up and read this thing. A 12-week challenge. I need a challenge. This is exactly what I need. It starts next week. Oh, shit. Let me put my details in now, right? They click the button, enter their details. Then we'll talk about that part in a sec there. But that's literally the process. That's how we want someone to think. They see the photo stops them because that's the the goal the dream they want they see the headline they realize that it's in that local area we see the start date that's the most important part of the copy there the start date because that provide that's the urgency side of things and ideally with this facebook ad we only want to do it like two weeks before the actual challenge starts you can always reset it and do it next month or change the date or whatever it may be um, but ideally two weeks beforehand so someone's looking at this it's not like, oh, yeah, I'll sign up next month. Oh, yeah, I'll join any time. Oh, shit, it starts like next week. I'll put my details down. Even if they're not ready to, to train right now, they'll still put their details in because they're scared of missing out. They're like, oh, I'll put my details in, see what they got to say. It might be a fit and they buy. But even if they don't, they're still a good potential person for later. And now they're on your email list. You can run the ad again, but maybe you don't want to run an ad again because maybe next month, instead of running another ad, you just email those 45 people from the previous ad that didn't sign up for free. Yeah. Does that part That's make sense? Awesome. Yeah, I love how clear it is. Cool. So I like 
the, the, the image, the headline, the copy. Now, the, the question that I have is what is, what are they clicking on? Are they clicking on just to infor- yep. enter their information directly in Facebook or are they going to a landing page? And then if so, what does that look like? Good question. So yes, we're going to use, so on Facebook, when you set up your ad, there's all these different options, right? We're going to use the lead generation. And there's a, there's a, uh, many different reasons why we do this. At its most simple reason, that's what we want as a fitness professional, or as a, as a, yeah, as a studio owner. We want leads. We don't care about likes and clicks and video views and traffic. Like that, that stuff will come if it's a good ad anyway. We want leads. So if we, if we hit the lead generation uh, option, Facebook's going to show that ad to people that are more likely to enter their details in, right? On top of that as well, if we pick the lead generation option, it's keeping people on Facebook. So we could use what's called a conversion ad, which does something similar, which means we would send someone to our website and they opted in, that would be a conversion. But there's a couple, there's a few reasons why I don't like that. Number one, Facebook, like any business, wants you to stay in their business. They want you to stay on Facebook, right? So, and I've tested this as well. I've done the exact same everything, Facebook lead ad versus um, sending to the website and the conversion, and Facebook would show it to more people then I want to use the, the Facebook lead generation option. So just by picking that option, you'll get in front of more people. Uh, on top of that as well, people trust that more. Well, I don't know if trust is the one. You, you know what you're getting with Facebook. Whether you trust them or not, you at least know. Okay, well, if I'm putting my details right, in here, the, the you know, physical, I know it's physical going. physical act of entering your information, you're going to feel much more comfortable. You're not going to question Facebook's form where you might question exactly. the website. That might be the part where you say, ah, I do want to do this, but I don't trust it, and they back off. Exactly. Bang on. So there's that trust side of things there. Um, and then even further still, with all these these Apple changes and whatnot, it's harder to actually track a conversion if you're sending someone off to your website. But if you're doing it all, all, all um, yeah, on Facebook, by Facebook yeah. system there, yeah, then you know the tracking is perfectly there. So I, I recommend um, the lead generation system there. Now, you've got a couple different options. now, And the other advantage to that is you don't need to create a website or a landing page or anything like that because the box pops up with um, just organically on Facebook there. All we really want is full name, phone number, and email. Okay? What's going to happen is we obviously sync it up to our CRM. So some, as soon as someone types in the ad, Right, they're going to get um, three or four different emails over three or four days, basically saying, "Hey, you know, you've inquired. Do you want to sign up? You know, or, hey, you've inquired. Here's what we do. You know, hey, you've inquired. Here's what we do differently." Right, and then the last one's, like, "Hey, you know, we've tried calling you, emailing you three or four times. You know, you haven't got through to us. Um, last chance, or the, the challenge closes, or the special ends, or whatever it may be. We're also giving that person a phone call as well. Obviously, you know, similar sort of thing. Three or four days going through our sales process. There, there is an option." Even with the Facebook lead form, there's somewhere you can send people afterwards. Most people don't go to it because it comes up really small on the um, the Facebook ad system, but you've got a couple options there. You can either send people to your website. So it can be like, great, you know, you've entered your details in. We'll be in contact with the next, you know, two business days or whatever your process is. In the meantime, check out our website below. Okay, so after they've entered their details, then we can send them wherever. Uh, or you can put your phone number there as well. So there's an op- you can choose. So they've filled out the form. You can basically say, hey, you know, we'll get in contact with you within the next 24, 48 hours. Um, or if you'd prefer, here's our number down here. Give us a buzz right now. 
Okay, and they can do that there. Um, or the third option is you can put your booking link there. If you've got a booking link as a coach or as a studio owner, it's essentially, you know, great. You know, we'll give you a call in the next 24, 48 hours. Uh, we know time can get busy. So if you prefer to give us a call, you know, click the link below and book a time there. So, so that's an option call them either in way. Facebook. Where do they go as soon as they enter their info and you could put your booking link? Oh, you'd have to. Yeah, well, you'd have. So once they've entered their info on Facebook, so let me let me simplify this. Sorry. So once they enter their their details in Facebook, you can pick whether you send them to a website mm. or whether they give you a call. Right. If you choose send to a website, you can either send them to your your website, or you can put like a Calendly booking link down there, or whatever booking system yep. you use. And basically, in the text that you can write on on Facebook, you can say, "Hey, you know, if you prefer to book a time to chat, you know, book a time on the the link below." Okay. Cool. Now, do you get in that case? Do you get punished for sending them off off of Facebook, or is that less likely to kind of punish you on the ad uh, rate side? That, that's okay. fine. Once they've entered in their details, you good. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Now, how much how much do you recommend changing your sales process? So, for a gym that has already a pretty good solid sales process, where they're sitting down with each client one on one, they're talking goals and and not necessarily running them through a workout or trying to get them right into the fitness, but just trying to learn about the individual, see if it's a good fit, which I think is an ideal sales process. Mm-hmm. How much yep. do they need to change the sales process or can they just go with their same approach and just kind of ignore the fact that this person even came through this particular route mm-hmm. and just just go right into you know learning about them, finding out about their goals and figuring out what it is that they're really trying to help them with? Yeah, 100%. So you're saying like instead of selling over the phone, it's essentially a quick five-minuter, you know, hey, jump in and, and, and do a console. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there? so um, like we, we we sit down with everybody. Uh, the process has evolved over the years, but basically it's been some version of a 30 to 60-minute conversation where we don't have them okay. do a workout. We just have them yep. talk and we get to learn more about them. So uh, is that on the on the phone or do they come we in? We should person? do in person. So right now, actually, we do so, a so, quick uh, five to 10 minute phone call right away. So yeah, as soon perfect. as they enter their lead yep. details, we'll text them, yep. hey, I have some availability later on this afternoon. Are you available for a quick 10 minute call to see if this is a fit for you? You know, maybe in this case, we say to see yep. if the challenge is a fit for you. And then yep. once we get them on the phone, that phone call is to get them here in person for a longer conversation and to qualify them to see if it is a fit. Cause we might just find out right then and there, no, it's not really a fit and recommend they go elsewhere. So once they're kind of in that longer conversation, you know, I guess how much of it has to be a sales process really geared towards the 12 week challenge or whatever your offer is versus mm. let's just find out about them. They may or may not even care to do this offer. They might actually upsell okay. to, personal training, a, yep. a much higher value service if you just learn about them. Um, Perfect. Yeah, 100%. So basically, like, the only – it's almost funny. Like, even if you don't run a challenge, it's still worth just putting challenge in the ad copy and just to get them to do their details in, mm-hmm. you know? And then you can essentially sell whatever – because really, anything could be a challenge, yeah. you know? You're having a chat to them, you know, hey, and, and that could be part of the sales as well. Hey, you know, look, um, from the sounds of things, you know, our challenge is whatever. A thousand bucks doesn't look like it's a, a fit for you at the moment. But hey, you know, our monthly membership is 200 bucks. That would be perfect. 100%. You can like the, 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 um, the Facebook ad is just the marketing. It's literally, it's the whole point of that is literally just 
the first part, you know, enter your name and phone number so we can start the relationship, mm-hmm. right? Whatever they inquire into doesn't mean we have to sell them that thing exactly. Okay. How many times yeah. in a given time frame, a year, a uh, six-month period, should, can you run something like this? And is there downsides to running it too much or having different sort of plays in the playbook? Maybe this is one play of many that you might have and you have different approaches uh, mixed in to, to not like run through the market too quickly or burn out the market in that sense. Bang on. Awesome question. Yeah, yeah. Can I just cover one more thing on of the course, Facebook yeah. ad and then we'll get to this? Yeah, yeah cool. So the only other thing we haven't touched on is the targeting, mm. right? Now, if we're running a face-to-face business, we don't want to use interest. That's another common mistake. Right, a lot of a lot of trainers will be like, ah, let me just get people interested in CrossFit and fitness. It just makes it too small in your local area. You know, maybe if you live in the middle of Mumbai, India, or something, you know, then maybe you can you can go with interest. But anywhere else in the world, it's literally just location, right? It's just maybe if you if you just train women or whatever, great, put it there. But apart from that, it's just location. Um, on top of that, women are more likely to opt in than men as well. So that can be a marketing strategy too. If you're seeing that your lead cost is too high, you can say, well, what's the cost of women? What's the cost of men? You know what? I'm not going to market to men. I'll get them organically, you know, friends, partners, whatever it may be, but I'll just target to, to women there. Uh, in terms of the radius, it kind of depends where you are in the world, right? Like if I'm in the middle of Sydney or if I'm in Timbuktu, Alice Springs, you know, it's it, um, obviously there's, there's differences there, right? Usually, if you're in the city, it's about five or six kilometers. I think miles, I don't know, do a, do a conversion if you're listening to this, but it's not too much of a, of a difference there. Um, and obviously, the, the more rural or regional you are, the more you can spread it out, right? Um, I think, I think most rough, gym owners intuitively know, based hey, on their current yeah. membership, hey, we have people driving from this part of town, this part of town, but we're very unlikely to get someone from this part of the town because of the exactly. distance. Exactly. Oh, oh, I'll go one step further with that. That's important with the Facebook ad is um, with the Facebook ad, it's got to be like a no brainer, right? And I'll just use a generic example here. Let's just say um, I have clients coming from five or six kilometers away, right? Uh, to train with me. I might narrow that down to two or three is a no brainer because there's a difference between like, because the Facebook ad is a cold person, right? Yep. Where they're pretty much being like, oh, I want to train. Oh, this looks like a convenient location. I'll enter my details in. That's different to like a refer a referral will train. Like I probably travel seven or eight kilometers to go where I train because I know the trainer. I like the trainer, you know. So that's just one thing to to um for people to to uh, remember when they're listening to the ads. Look at your current audience. Even if someone travels further than X amount to to be with you, it's got to be the no brainer. It's got to be like if someone's looking at it. And they see Jupiter, you know, it's got to be like Jupiter. That's my local. I'm in, yeah. you know, if it's out of that, not saying they'll never train with you. It's just like in terms of the Facebook ad, you want it to be um, like no brainer opt in. That makes sense. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, that sense? makes a lot of sense. Um, and I like the, I like these little differentiations that you're making of it's better to go really close to your facility. Yeah. But- but broad in terms of interests and and everyone yep. versus going a little bit wider with your net, but going narrow with your interests. Because actually, intuitively, yep. I would have thought maybe you go a little bit broader, but you narrow the interests a little bit. But I like that you're you're making that distinction. And what do you think about? 
like for us, so we're in we're in a city called a town called Jupiter. We could literally throw a ball to a, a smaller town called Tequesta right nearby. And then you also mentioned this idea of like men versus women. So how important is it to have a different ad where we say, Hey, attention to Questa women. We're looking for, you know, mm-hmm. we're looking for, uh, you know, we're starting a 12 week challenge on this date and we want, we want women, you know, versus going broad, a little bit broader and using Jupiter because your, your gyms in Jupiter or, just keeping the same ad and you, you do it for men and do it for women. How important are those little uh, niche down um, things? Yep. Good question. So the only way with them is to test it. Like it would literally be, all right, cool. Let me just run Jupiter and, and show it to, to everyone there. All right, cool. You know, let me run um, Jupiter and, and the other one there and let me see which one works better. So that one there is just the only way is to test that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I'll go back to, to your other question as well in terms of like um, the different ads and, and how much to run. Yeah. So, yeah. So, depends on the length of your challenge. I'm going to run with a 12-week challenge, which works really well. Also, over here in Australia, I think it's different in, in the US. Here, we work with like a, a school term, which is like a 10-week term. I think in the US, you do – and we do four of those terms throughout the year. In the US, you do two semesters. Is that right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So it's a bit different. In Australia, UK, we work four terms. But um, basically, if you're working a term or a 12-week challenge, this works really well that you can do like four times throughout the year. Gotcha. Right, because that's what a year is, you know, four you sort do, of 12 You could do things. the four seasons. You could do like a winter, spring, exactly. summer, fall. Exactly. And that's exactly how we do it over here in Australia with, with the terms anyway, right? So, yeah, those four things can work really well there. Use that as one tool. A couple other easy tools in your arsenal you can use. You can then also do a smaller challenge. So let's say you're doing a 12-week challenge. At the halfway point of that, you might then advertise a six-week challenge. Now, those two are pretty similar. There's a little difference between the two because for some people, 12 weeks might be too long. Oh, 12 weeks, you know, I don't know if I can do 12 weeks, you know. Some people will prefer that 12 weeks. Some people, it's too much. Six weeks, a bit shorter. You may get some of those people that didn't enter their details in for the six for the 12-weeker will do it for the six-weeker. Uh, on top of that, another tool in your and, – and the, the ad will be literally exactly the same, just change 12 to 6, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other tool in your arsenal is you can do like an open week, okay, which is basically a free trial, right? Um, and depending on how you're set up, but, you know, do some sort of open week or free trial as well. The, the photo's the same, the headline's similar, but just replace, you know, 12-week challenge with open week or free trial or something like that. Uh, it, you'll get what will usually happen with that. There's a, there's a couple of things going on there. Um, let me think of the best way to explain this. You'll get a, in a nutshell, you'll get a different type of clientele, right? It's a different type of person that enters their details to do a 12-week challenge that there is to do an open week or a free trial. There's still gold in both. Simplified version, the, the, the hotter leads will be the 12-week person. If someone enters their detail for a 12-week challenge, they're ready to go, right? But in, and you're going to get some tire kickers for the, the free trial. Um, but in saying that, they're usually half decent anyway, because they've still got to put their details in, go to the gym, you know, go and train. So, you know, most of our, they're not bad leads. The conversion rate just won't be as high as the 12 week challenge. But if you're thinking, well, hold on, well, why would I do it then? Well, you don't have to, but it's just there are those some people that would never enter their details in for the 12 week challenge. 
but they will enter it in for the free trial and they will sign up. I'm not saying everyone that does the free trial will sign up, but there's going to be a percentage of the people that do the free trial that um, that will sign up that wouldn't have entered their details in the 12-week challenge. So it's just another tool to use there, and it can also be another list builder as well. Yeah. Is there anything that you would change if you were targeting more of a higher ticket client? Let's let's, let's say a personal training client that's, you know, and what we've talked about so far, I could kind of just intuitively bundle someone into like, they're going to spend somewhere between, let's say 300 and 1,000 of what we talked about so far. But let's say you're trying to target a client who, you know, you have a higher higher ticket service, a higher touch service that you want to target someone in the $2,000 to $5,000 range. Do you have experience with that? Do you think anything changes or do you sort of uncover these people in a great sales process just with this normal lead strategy? Yes, good question. Okay, cool. So there's a couple things with that. So um, my specialty is more in that sort of boot camp um, uh, space there. So I haven't done a lot of work with with that sort of higher ticket space. I've had a few client, a few trainers that are like, hey, John, I don't run boot camps. I do one-on-one. You know, can we do it? We used uh, the exact same system that we do for our boot camp. The lead cost was a little bit higher. Uh, and it's mainly because of like in my uh, there's a couple things, but uh, yeah, no. Okay, so in a nutshell, I don't have a huge amount of experience in in that side of things. There, I have run um, ads for personal trainers using a similar system. It does work, just not the results just aren't as good as yeah. the the boot camp side of things. Um, a because it's it's a the photo because you can't really do that same photo mm. if you're doing like one-on-one. And there's a few... Uh, no, I don't want to get on too much of a tangent. In a nutshell, no, I don't have a huge amount of experience okay. there. Yeah, that's that's fine. And and uh, I like... I mean, I, everything you've given so far is super valuable. So I know there's a lot of people that can benefit from this. Is is there anything else that comes to mind that, that we're missing or, or little things along the way that really are important things to include in this overall strategy whether it be the ad, the ad copy, sales process, um, conversions, uh, maybe the follow-up on those, you know, you mentioned 50 people enter their info, 45 of them don't show up, you know, any anything that you can think of that you think would be valuable to share? No, I think, I think that's um, good. What I'd recommend for people listening, I'd make a call. I'd maybe say, all right, cool, you know, I want to run Facebook ads. Then you kind of got two options. You can give it a crack on your own, see how you go. Uh, And then that gives you like some options. If it works, great, you know, you're off to the races, no dramas. If it didn't work, then you can reach out to an agency. Feel free to reach out to me, listeners, if you want. Uh, My system is perfect. I know it'll work all the time, every time. But even if it's not me, even if it's another agency, you've got something to kind of compare with and basically say, all right, right, you know, I did it myself. This is what I got. Can you do better? All right. And either way, you kind of get feedback where it's like, all right, you know, I got leads for X amount of dollars. Can you do better? Mm-hmm. All right. Or it might be, that'll be the marketing side of things. Or from the sales side of things, it might be like, all right, I got, you know, X amount of leads, but, you know, none of them signed up or a small amount signed up. What can I do better there? That would then be a sales side of things. So I guess what I'd, and then that's a whole nother discussion, mm-hmm. right? So like what's the sales process? What's the follow up process? All that side of things there. So I would just, yeah, I'll just simplify and I would look at Facebook ads as the, the first side to it, right? It's the, um, it's the, it's the lead generation. 
let me get my lead generation on point. Use those systems I covered on the podcast. If they sound complicated or, or whatnot, you know, reach out to someone else. Um, and then once you've got your marketing under control, okay, great. You know, how can I work on the sales? Awesome. And, and, and in that, it's like short-term and long-term as well. Because it's kind of like, what can I do on the short-term mm-hmm. to make sure that this person entered their details straight away? What can I do to make sure they – everything in my power to make sure they sign up now? But also long-term. I know – 80 to 90% of these people aren't going to sign up. What's my long-term strategy? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we'll cut it off there. This has been super valuable and I appreciate you coming on the podcast, Jono. So um, thank you so much. Is there an easy way for people to find out more about uh, what you offer in terms of uh, kind of the agency side of things and, and where they can follow you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can follow me on, on social media. Just type in Jono Petrahilos. You know, you're probably you not going to find it. that anywhere. So. <laughs> uh, or the easiest is just type in fitness education online, um, no matter what platform. I'm not Mr. Creative, so it's not like I've got, you know, underscores and numbers or anything. It's just any platform, fitness education online. Probably the best point is our Facebook group the Fitness Education Online Facebook group. Uh, that's like our hub. So I'd recommend joining that group and then, you know, you can learn everything from in there. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Jonah. We'll talk again soon for uh, round two on uh, courses and education. 